Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Welcome to episode number 99 of the Beers and Bible podcast. I am Anthony. And I am Michael. And we are happy to be back for episode 99, uh, which means next week is going to be the elusive episode 100. We're going to try really, to have a surprise for y'all next week. It's not really elusive. It's just the next one. I heard a statistic that said that 86% of statistics are made up on the spot, and if you make it to 100 podcasts, then your podcast will go forever. So That 100 podcast thing, I think, is actually more legit. Oh. Like, I know, I know your statistic is like... Is garbage, but <laughs> it is garbage. But that's the that's the that's the statistic to justify any statistic that people try to make. But yeah. the hundred podcast thing, like the hundred episode thing, is I think there's, I mean, like legit the the not go on forever part, but a long lasting podcast. Man, yeah. Anyway, Anthony, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's been a busy week. Uh, we've been hanging out uh, here, been traveling a little bit, doing some work and. Different locations of our business, and yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing for like a whole week now. My kids and wife were out of town last week, and so they got back just in time for me to go out of town. So we kind of had like passing by each other, right? But uh, but yeah, we're we're back. We're starting a starting a new week, um, rolling on, and that's about it. I'm uh, I want to drink some beer tonight. So what's going on with you guys? Dude, we're just uh, we're staying busy. Um, we got some. We're going out of town for a few days next week. Getting on, taking a little mini vacation, oh, and um, I'm taking a day off this week just to get some things done around the house. My wife starts a new job in a couple of weeks, and so uh, she's gonna need some at home office space because one of the days a week, one one day a week, she's gonna work from home. I think. Nice. So um, so we got to get her a more permanent office space, other than like. A pop-up lunch tray <laughs> pulled up to a chair in the corner of our bedroom. So, uh, so we'll be working on that, and um, we'll do that Thursday. Got a couple other things we got to take care of. Then, um, that's the other thing, uh, listeners. We are not recording on our normal Thursday night. That's tonight. right. So, if we sound off, like if we sound a little off, it's because we're thrown off by the schedule. But yes. there's a really cool reason for that, and we hope that we'll be able to post about that. Um, in the next couple of days, yep. so um, or maybe by the time this episode comes out, who knows? I don't know. I don't know when. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I mean, a lot of it depends on timing. A lot of it depends on if Facebook and Instagram crash again, <laughs> dude. So, all right. So I was did I that was wreck your day yesterday? No, the, I had, oh, because you were I had busy no all day. Clue that it happened. Okay, okay. Because I was working. Uh, so, uh, me and my boss were going to do some work, and we worked basically all day Sunday. Until late in the night, Sunday night, crashed at a hotel, went back to the, the office and got back to work at like 6.30 next morning. And 
four o'clock rolls around and we're like headed home and and driving home and all that and i get home and I, all i see is these posts about facebook and instagram crashing and like this whistleblower 60 minutes that happened and mm-hmm. i didn't see i didn't see any of that apparently i was like completely disconnected for two days that must be nice <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i'm sitting there i'm sitting there it's about one o'clock yesterday and the lady in accounting goes is y'all's facebook messed up and it's like, yeah, no one has Facebook like worldwide right now. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if you saw this, and this is maybe a little off topic, um, but we got an Instagram message today from a new listener of the podcast oh, who yeah. saw the stickers on the back of your truck, took a picture of them and sent them and said, new listener, the sticker got my attention. So nice. The chief um, re- sent us a message on Instagram and... Uh, Chief, if you're listening, we're we're glad to have you along for the ride, man. Heck yeah! Um, Next time, it was it my truck or it was it was your red truck with the stickers on there all and crooked. The, the, yeah, I can tell you a funny story about why those stickers are crooked. Because you don't know what you're doing. Well, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I have this fold up bed top on my truck, and um, if you fold it all the way up, it blocks the window. So I couldn't fold it all the way up, but I have this one panel. So I'm trying to lean over this panel and I'm like, I've sprayed my window down and I'm, Mm -hmm. I was really, this is the smart part as I was doing this in the middle of the summer at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So not only was it like 287 degrees outside, it's also like that 7,000% humidity, 7,000% humidity. And, and so I'm like, I'm trying to get this sticker lined up and I'm holding it on the corners to get it lined up to get it straight and i'm using the the defrost lines on my window as a guide mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so i'm holding it i'm holding it and i'm right right there and then i go to put it on and the thing slides out of my hand and like sticks crooked and i'm like all right wait the window's wet we're good i can just slowly peel this back off so i start to pull it back off and like every other letter is coming off but every other letter is staying on the window. so i was like forget it it's gonna be just like this and i <laughs> That's fine. It, it adds character. That's I right. didn't mind um, like late in the evening after it started cooling down and uh, just used the bottom of my window as my – anyway, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so tonight, Anthony, what are we drinking? Man, and what, and what are we drinking? We, Not what are you drinking. What we, are we drinking? Together, because we have the same beer, are drinking from Trim Tab, the Paradise Now Raspberry Berliner YC Beer. Yeah, so he, he, we got another Berliner YC on tap. We, Michael's been mm-hmm. Michael's been jamming out to these things. He actually got this one first. I did because I went to go get my beer yesterday because I knew if I didn't do it then I was maybe not going to have anything. So, <laughs> um, so the Raspberry Berliner YC Paradise now comes in at five point two percent ABV with seven IBUs. Um, and Trim Tab Brewing is based there in Birmingham. Is that right? Yes, Birmingham, Birmingham it Alabama. It says Birmingham's favorite brewery is what their website it. says. Um, the website describes this one as uh, bready wheat notes provide a soft background and delicate mouthfeel while the fruit and acidic flavors contrast to create a very refreshing but undeniably unique summer style. So we're going to find out. It's a winner of the Great American Beer Festival 2017 Bronze Medal in the Fruited Wheat Beer category. That seems very like <laughs> it won a bronze medal at this festival in a very specific category. That's like saying um, you hold the Guinness World Record for standing on one foot while holding four ounces of... <laughs> 
or like baseball stats is like on days that start with T, his ERA was 1.9 <laughs> in the month of March. What? That doesn't make sense. Okay. So the Paradise Now from Trim Tab. Um, it's got a really cool looking can. Um, I which like you, all the Trim Tab cans. They all kind of look really similar, but it's just different colors based off of what it is. Yeah. And I, I mean, 90% of what I get for the podcast is based on what the can looks like. It's so, true. Um, let's crack these bad boys open and see what we got. And get to drinking. Yes, sir. I'm down. Let's go. Three, two, one. So it says this has a raspberry and tart cherry. Ooh, look at that. That thing is pink. That's pretty. I only brought one up with me, um, but I may need to go get a second one because... I've got two. So I like the sours, and I like the burliners. I'm coming around on those as well. Yeah. If you're a new listener, you know what fall typically brings... um, in the world of beer, and that is uh, Hershey's Chocolate Porter, mm-hmm. which came out, I think, this last week or a couple of weeks ago. It came out um, two mon- uh, a week ago yesterday, so a week yeah. ago Monday. So I went to I went to the store, and I'm sure somebody thought I was an alcoholic because I was I was out of my just kind of like my regular beer, which is just Yingling. And so I grabbed a case of Yingling, and I was like, oh, sweet, Hershey's Porter's out. So I grabbed a 12-pack of Hershey's Porter, and I got this beer. And I just, I literally walked up to the cash register with three different beers, and I was like, somebody's probably going to think I'm just going to go home and get sauced. But that's that's like... Hey, if people are judging you, then they need they got their own stuff they got to get worked out. This is true. This is true. Who cares if you're an alcoholic? It's fine. As long as I'm not drunk, I right? Almost, I really almost made a huge podcast snafu just now. I just about started drinking without you. (laughs) Before we... Yeah, I had the beer on my lips, and I was like, uh, wait a minute. So this thing smells good. Mm. It smells like... I mean, it smells like a a pretty standard fruit sour. Yes, it does. Which, again... Usually pretty good. I I enjoy the sours, and you're coming around on them, too, also, aren't you? I am. I am. I like the tart stuff. I do like tart things. But I don't like bitter things. So. And you like you like tart and you like fruit, and this kind of has both. Also, so. so and it's a wheat ale, which you also enjoy. That's, all of these things I enjoy, and it has low IBUs, so I am. And it's pretty light. Hopeful for this thing. Are we about to get lit? I hope so. Well, let's find out. Awesome. Bottoms up. That is a great summer beer. Agreed. That's that is it's really it's really light. Like it, it's it doesn't look light because I mean it's it's hazy, but it's really light. I I wonder if a Burliner is is a particularly light version or a light type of beer. Well, let's look it up. Let's let's Google it. Berliner YC is a cloudy sour beer of around 5% ABV. Uh-huh. Regional variation of wheat beer style from northern Germany dating back to at least the 16th century. Um, 
Craftbeer.com says it's low in alcohol, refreshingly tart, and often served with a flavored syrup like uh, Woodruff or raspberry. This one has mm. raspberry in it, so there you go. Yep. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, they they call it refreshingly, and I would call this refreshing refreshingly tart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just uh, I've always been scared of weird names, Berliner Weissy, and all that kind of stuff. But this is this this style of beer is really coming around on me, mm-hmm. and it has has in recent days, but. Uh, the flavor of this thing, the raspberry and the cherry, I can get both both of those flavors out of this thing. So, yeah. I mean, props to Trim Tab because, I mean, one of our big things is we want it to taste like what you tell us it should taste like. And you're telling me that it should taste like tart, raspberry, and cherry. And that's exactly what it tastes like. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, but with the, light, the lightness of this and the flavor of this... I'm almost tempted to give it five liters, but I don't know if I can or not. Ooh, it's but it's so good. <laughs> um, let me come in. Let me come in. I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna give this thing five liters because it's good. It's it's really good. I could drink this, and I, I almost it's so good that I could all I would almost drink it a little too quick. I'd have to be real careful with it. Um. This is just this is that good of a beer. I think it's brewed mm-hmm. right. Uh, the texture is right. The flavor is right. Everything about it is right. So I'm I'm gonna have to come in. I'm gonna give it five Luthers. Well, trim tab. You're getting uh, double five Luthers <laughs> from the beers and Bible <laughs> podcast tonight. It's really good. It like you said the the flavor profile. You get the cherry. You get the raspberry. Um, it's tart without being overly sour. Yeah, um, just a just enough bite to to be enjoyable. Um, really light, goes down really easy. Could easily drink two or three at a time, probably, <laughs> maybe more. I don't know. So I say um, you, you got to be careful about these guys because yeah. these are the ones that sneak up on you. Yeah, and this one has potential to be one I go back and get, which I don't think I've done. I. Other trim tabs. I saw. I think I have the maple, whatever trim. T- the last trim tab thing I had. Yeah, the maple cakes or whatever it was. I drank all I th- mine. They were pretty good. I think I still have some in my fridge. But I'm also like, I sometimes forget about my fridge upstairs. Yeah. So I'll neglect it. Um, <laughs> Poor neglected fridge. <laughs> Because I like my my regular routine rotation beers are in my main fridge downstairs, yeah. And my beer fridge upstairs is, has you know just my overstock basically, <laughs> <laughs> my surplus inventory of beer. My wife doesn't allow me to keep uh, beers in the the main fridge because we usually have it full of like food and other stuff, and she's like, "We don't have room for your beers," so I keep my beer fridge in my office now. Which is fair, because most of the time I'm in my office. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like we've talked about before, when you lived here, it was much easier, because we would just buy one six-pack and split split it. You know, so we would get, like, three, you know, max we would get would be, like, three or four total out of a six-pack. But now that, you know, I have a six-pack, I drink one or two, then I have four left. Uh Uh-huh. And then, you know, some nights you just want a good gangling, or you've got the Hershey Porter, or... You want to drink Jack and Coke or something instead yep. of drinking beer. Um, and so then your beer, I mean, 
I, I have poured out quite a few beers. I've got over a the last, few over the last year or so. Yeah, year or so. I've still got a few. Like I've got one, one or two of the Brother Thelonious uh, beer that we did a while back. I've got. I, I poured that out so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was that one was a three three Luther. I think it wasn't it wasn't that great, dude. I just I I just drank over the weekend. The last of my banana bread beer. Ooh, you gave that one five liters too. I did, and I put it up here with the my, with my Hershey Porter overstock from last year, <laughs> and I I finished those over the weekend because <laughs> I wanted to buy a fresh batch, but I couldn't justify buying a fresh six pack of Hershey Porter and having eight old ones from last year <laughs> still in my fridge. So I cranked those out in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> Last year, I couldn't find the 12 packs. Last year, all the local stores only had six packs. This year, you can tell there was a there was a high demand because it was everywhere. Dude, I saw it at my Publix. At the Publix we go to. Oh, wow. The, the grocery store we go to. It was like the uh, six packs and I think maybe even 12 packs were on an end cap. Yeah. At, at on the on the alcohol aisle, and I was like, "That is a far cry from last year when I drove all over freaking North Georgia <laughs> looking for that stuff." I ended up down like where I ended up a long way away, <laughs> Yingling. further than further than I've ever gone before. Basically, cheers to Yingling for getting great distribution on the Hershey's Porter this year. <laughs> they nailed it, man. Oh man! But hey, trim tab, double five Luthers. Five out of five for both Anthony and myself this week on the Paradise Now Berliner YC Raspberry Sour Thingamajig thing. <laughs> it, it, it's so good. Uh, I'm, it it I'm, really is good. Like during the break, I may go ahead and go get a second. That's how good it was. Even yeah. though I may have, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, there's our beer review for the week. There you go. Now we're going to talk about. We're going to continue in the lament study. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about asking boldly. What does it mean to ask boldly? So stick around and we will be right back. Welcome back. We are, oh, there we go. Still like one of the top five sounds on the face of the planet. True story. Um, after um, your children's laughter, um, waves crashing on the beach, the roar of a football crowd. You have to say your wife's voice. That has to be in the top five because you're married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take football. I'm going to re- replace football crowd. With my wife's voice <laughs> and um, like race cars going around a track. Th- those are the, those. And the, so beer can opening wife's voice in no particular order. <laughs> Don't say like, Michael, you need to have a talk. No. So wife's voice, beer can opening race cars going around the track waves on the waves crashing on a beach and the laughter of my children or kids. There you go. Not my, not my children. <laughs> I have one. That's that's all I've got. So, anyway, 
So tonight we're going to continue our discussion. <laughs> what are we talking Lament. about? Tonight we're going to continue our discussion on Lament. We're walking through kind of the first part of Mark Vrograp's book, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, where he lays out the foundation for what a biblical lament looks like. And tonight we are diving into uh, part three of this section, which is Ask Boldly. Um, the last couple of weeks we've discussed... Um, you tell us, Anthony, because my mind just went blank. Uh, so week one is, um, oh my gosh! <laughs> if you wanted to ask, I couldn't have said something. Hang on, hang on. Week two is complaint. I know that. Turning to turn, pr- turn to turn to prayer. Turn and complain. There it is. Good grief! We are bozos. Have you ever thought yes, of that? Yes, we are. I'm, how do how does anyone listen? I to have this? no idea. We we appreciate Anyways, you so, listeners, just so you know. <laughs> we do. Good grief. We we hope you're laughing at our ineptitude right now. So, um, so week one was about turning to prayer, turning to God in prayer. Week two was um, complaining, giving voice to your complaints. What that looks like from a biblical perspective. And tonight we're going to turn or move on to ask boldly, and what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, how do we see that in scripture? And uh, how can we apply that to our own lives as we are, as we ourselves are learning how to and actually lamenting? Yeah. So um, that's what we're doing tonight. And um, if you've got a copy of Mark's book, you can follow along with us there, or uh, just listen, take notes. I don't. If know. you're Whatever if you're you an SBC do. listener, we would like to take this time to note that we are not plagiarizing this material. Um, so we we want you to know that we are using Mark's book and the outline of Mark's book. And if you're an SBC listener, you'll get that joke. <laughs> it's not really much of a joke, actually. Though it's more of a more of an indictment on the state of the, anyway. Um, so ask boldly. It's a request, right? Yes. Um, so it's something that Mark says in the book, which is so profound. Um, he says that we are to confidently call upon God to act in accordance with his character. Mm. Um, I think so often when we're going through suffering, when we're going through struggles, when we are hurting as believers, we forget the character of God. Mm-hmm. We forget things like he is good. We forget things like he has a plan for us. He has a plan for everything that we could possibly go through. Right. Um, it's really easy to to forget that part about the character of God. Um, but as you're going through lament, as you're going through your pain, as you're going through your suffering, you come, you have to come to a point where you remember that God is good. And you remember that your suffering has a purpose Mm -hmm. and it's not just a purpose here. It's an eternal purpose as well. Um, but you are, but you're also allowed to call on Mm -hmm. God to act in healing or to work in whatever situation and when we're allowed to call on God to act in accordance to his character and who he is and who he says he yeah. is it's you know this is this is a pivotal kind of where where a lot of Christians can either get it really wrong or really right um mm-hmm. because a lot of times you know we think asking boldly means that we ask and God will give it to us. You know, we, we ask with confidence or, or 
we play it up and we say we ask with faith. We're asking in faith. And the reality is that when we when we ask things from God, it's it's not so much that we ask to get for us, but we ask with the purposes of glorifying God. And this is where the intention mm-hmm. of prayer kind of goes. And this is where I say you can either get it really right or really wrong because so many times you get these people who are like, you know, this person is going to be healed or, or this thing is going to happen, and then that thing doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and how, you know, how do you explain that? Well, you explain that by saying as nicely as you can, the motives behind what they were asking were probably not what God intended to do for his glory. Yeah. And, I mean, think about that, like that simple prayer, like, God, heal this person. When you pray that, like, God may have something completely different in mind than what you are. Like, yeah. At the, at its core, your request is for God to physically heal that person so that you can enjoy more time mm-hmm. with them. And there's nothing wrong with praying that. No. There's nothing wrong with requesting more time with a loved one or, or whatever. But in reality, if God calls them home, he has healed yeah. them. He's answered your prayer. Yeah. And so as difficult and as heartbroken as you may be that God took them from you, he answered your prayer yeah. to heal. Yeah. So it's a that specific prayer has always been one that really kind of is like this paradoxical thing where you're re, you are requesting God to heal the person. Yeah. And in our in our mind we are thinking physical healing yeah. and God may heal them physically or he may heal them physically in another way yeah. by calling them yeah. home. So I always just to, I think about the the prayer of Christ before he goes to the cross, you know, he's in the garden and and he prays, you know, if it's if there be a way, if it be in your will God, let this cup pass from me. And he I mean, he knew mm-hmm. exactly what he was about to get into. And so yeah. that that to me is a great example of what lament actually is is when you know the storm that you're about to walk through and you're saying, God, if if, if there's another way, if there's a way that I don't have to do this, you know, bring it, bring it to, bring it to fruition. But yeah. nonetheless, not my will, but yours be done. And yeah. and when you think about prayer, you know, when you think about God, we want you to heal this person, we want you to restore this person, we want these things physically for us. That that is the cry of our flesh. That is the cry of who we are. But not our will but yours be done and and yeah. when you when you have a properly focused lamenting heart that is the style that is the type of prayer that is going to come because it's a prayer that says god i it's that that's exactly what we've talked about for the last two weeks it's an honest prayer god i don't mm-hmm. want to go through this i don't want to do this you know i'm being honest and i'm giving my my heart to you you already know what's there but yeah. at the end of the day, I'm going to trust in your you. I'm going to trust in your character. I'm going to trust in who you are and what you're going to do for your glory. And yeah. and so it's just we're continuing to build on what we've already talked about for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And even going back further, you know, you've mentioned Job probably fifty times in the last few months. Yeah. And when when Job says, you know, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, blessed mm-hmm. be the name of the Lord. That's a very similar prayer, yeah. like to what you were just talking about, like. God, we want we selfishly like selfishly fleshly want you to heal this yeah. person, but not our will, but yours yeah. be done. It's a very it's a very similar prayer, and I think it's a it's a good reminder that 
God gives for a season and takes when it's time to take, and we can choose to bless God yeah. in both in, in both, both seasons. seasons. That's so. right. Mm-hmm. And and what that that pain does, what what something like that does, is is it really kind of leads us to a place of hope, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, our pain is for God's glory. And, yeah. and God is going to use our pain for his glory. And so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we can rejoice in the fact that God is, even in our in our weaknesses and in our pain and in our sorrow, he still mm-hmm. continues to give us hope through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, yeah. and so even though this, this, this fight, this, this whatever you want to call it, 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 it may leave you exhausted, it still is a is a fight and it still is something that we can that we persevere in because mm-hmm. number one because of the holy spirit and because of the grace of god but because mm-hmm. we know that the ultimate end of all of this you know I, I always kind of go back to the the first question of the westminster catechism what is man's chief end to glorify god and enjoy him forever you know mm-hmm. that that is the the purpose that is if, if anybody yeah. ever says what's your life purpose man my, my life purpose is to glorify god and enjoy him forever Whatever it is I'm doing, you know, it, it doesn't matter if yeah. I'm cutting my grass or I'm working or I'm recording a podcast, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm doing this. I'm trying my best to do this to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And that that gives me hope as a Christian, yeah. as a believer. Yeah. Something that Mark talks about in the book, and um, we won't get into like the whole the whole story about it, but him and his wife were, they had suffered a miscarriage and were pregnant again and going through that, you know, that whole, all that fear Mm -hmm. about, you know, potentially, I mean, they, they like had a nine month miscarriage. Yeah. At the, at the very end, the worst kind of miscarriage you could ever want to have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, they're pregnant again and he was going through this, like this journey of fear about like every little thing about Mm -hmm. their, their new pregnancy was like scary to them. Um, and he talked about how, um, he was part of a group that met together like once a month to pray for, um, revival in their city. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he was going through this journey of lament. He was going through this journey with him and his wife. And, um, you know, during this prayer meeting with how, I don't, I don't remember how many other pastors in the city were there or whatever, but he just like pours out his um he pours out his heart about the situation and another pastor starts praying over mark very like passionately and confidently um and you know you guys can read the book and see Mm -hmm. the see the quotes that he he the guy says but um it really makes it it gives us this idea that when we learn how to boldly make our requests to god we get filled with this confidence we get filled with this authority that allows us to come boldly to God and ask and ask boldly for things that we really, really want. Um, again, not for our own, not for our sake, but for the glory of God. So, yeah. And I mean, boldly asking is, is what produces that, you know, that I'm going to ask in accordance with the character of God, Mm -hmm. that, that, that why, you know, why is this happening? Why is this? And, and Mark brings out Psalm 22 in this, and I, and I think this is a great Psalm to, to, 
mm-hmm. talk about when you're talking about asking boldly because uh, I've said this before, but this is this is the psalm that Jesus quoted on the cross, and yeah. and I, I remember this. I remember um, my pastor uh, where I go to church. He was teaching about we were going through Matthew and we got to the crucifixion, and he was teaching about you know Jesus saying this, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" And it it because all he really quotes on the cross is verse one. Well, mm-hmm. in in Hebrew tradition and in this time, you know, the cross they would have been surrounded by a lot of religious leaders. They would have been there to make sure the execution went through properly. It was you know it was all said and mm-hmm. done. They're trying to get rid of this guy, Jesus, this guy, God man. Yeah, I say, just this guy. <laughs> you know, no big deal. They're trying to get rid of Jesus, and so they want to make sure that there's you know there's nothing nothing that's going to happen after after he dies and mm-hmm. and he he says this you know I, I think i said last week eloi eloi lama sabachthani and that's the aramaic term and and he said it basically that would be the equivalent of today if i said amazing grace how sweet the sound the person and didn't finish the, the quote. person immediately thinks that saved a wretch like me but not mm-hmm. not that it just you finish out verse 1 they would know the rest of this. Mm, and mm-hmm. and and this psalm is very, very messianic in its in its undertones and the way that it was written with David, but it also expresses lament. And honestly, I mean, this is this is almost one of those psalms where you're there's so much density packed into it that we could probably mm-hmm. we could probably spend two or three months just unpacking Psalm twenty two. We're not going to do that, but we could. Um, just right. the the layers and the complexity of what it is, and it and it what it does to me is it brings alive what Scripture teaches over and over and over again, which is that that God is a God of complexity and character, yet He's still simple. He's still yeah. one God, and He's and He's ruling and reigning over everything. But I'm not going to go into all that tonight. But just kind of preface that as we begin to walk through Psalm 22, because He starts us off, "My God, My God." Why have you forsaken me? Why are you far from saving me uh, from the words of my groaning? David is lamenting right here. He is he is mm-hmm. boldly coming to God and saying, God, this is bad. This is wrong. Something is, is mm-hmm. something is not right here. And yeah. and it's a unique type of lament because it combines what we've already talked about which is he's coming to God in prayer. He's bringing this right to God in prayer, and he's complaining about it. He's like, what yeah. is wrong here? What is going on? Yeah. You know? And then and then just a couple of verses later, he turns it around. Yeah. The, and, and, I mean, it's right here in verse 3. He, he goes from this turning and complaining, to, and uh, Mark uses the term the yet bridge, yeah. which is, is a great uh, word picture to me because— you see yet so many times mm-hmm. through scripture and like immediately following yet it's almost you know the whatever immediately follows yet is usually just a laundry list yeah. of God's character of God's promises of God's of, of all the times God has has kept his word mm-hmm. um and and this is what this is what David does David is the author of Psalm 22 this is what he does He's, he goes right into God's character in verses three through five, he says, "Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises mm. of Israel. In you, our fathers trusted; they trusted, and you delivered them. To you, they cried and were rescued. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame." So, you know, here I'm making sure 
that um yeah. So I'm making sure that I have this right about David because we've had discussions about people writing stuff before. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I totally threw so out David, that Jeremiah wrote Lamentations. I believe that, but that's not a hundred percent set in stone for the record. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in this case, like they're pretty certain that David yes. wrote this. Um, so, but you know, in his deep pain, you know, he he's call it you know in verse one. Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? In verse 2, he says, uh, why, are, why are you so... F- uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer by night, yet I have no rest. Mm-hmm. And, and But then immediately David turns, and he's anchored his soul in who God has yeah. been, is currently, and what he has done. Yeah. He, God, you are holy. God, you are enthroned on the praises of Israel. And you, our fathers, trusted. They trusted, and you delivered mm-hmm. them. And this this word "yet" marries the two, or the th- really the three ideas of of lament that we've discussed so mm-hmm. far. It, it marks this place in the journey of lament where your sorrow and your grief and your pain, and also your belief coexist. Yeah. where where everything. Everything kind of comes together in one place, and you're saying, God, I am calling out to you. I am crying out. I don't understand. Help me understand, Mm -hmm. but I still trust in you, but I still believe in who you say you are. Um, I still know that you can provide for my needs, even though the pain I feel is raw and it's real and I don't understand it. I'm going to trust you because I know that you have something planned for for all of this pain and all of this hurt this this really plays into um what what a lot of theologians have have called the already not yet tension of scripture and Mm -hmm. and what that plays on is there are things that have already been promised you know we believe that jesus christ god is from the beginning jesus christ came and he's coming again okay in his in his death and resurrection, we have the promise that all of death has been defeated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, people still die this day because the fully restored version, the fully restored and and finalized version of the earth is not has not been brought to an actualization. And and you know, mm-hmm. it, it's funny because uh, I'm, I'm totally going to go 90s kid on you here for just a second. Um, I'm so excited about the releasing of the new Matrix movie uh, because the Matrix is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> but, Never seen it. What? Oh, Never my seen gosh. Oh. I understand, like, the very basic gist okay. of it, but I've never seen okay. it. So in in the Matrix, you, you have this, like, this reality of, the the matrix world and the and the real world okay and they're neo and and all the people they're bringing people from the matrix world into the real world okay mm-hmm. um that's the that's the rough draft of it there but what we're seeing now is is this in between time where you're where you're living in both you know you know that this this new thing is coming you know that this new thing is going to be there that's the not yet, it's not yet here yet, but you already mm-hmm. know it's happening. And so, many times in Scripture, you'll you'll see this already not yet tension, where where a promise is made and a promise is delivered, 
but that promise hasn't been actualized yet. And a lot of lament really rests in this already not yet tension. Because, and, and this is exactly what we're talking about when we talk about asking boldly, because you're asking boldly for God to do something that may not actually have happened yet. And, mm-hmm. and, and it may not actually happen the way you At want all. it to, yeah. but it is going to happen the way God intends it to happen. You know, yeah. and, and we can we can go back into that discussion of providence. We're not going to do it tonight, but but it will happen the way that God intends it to happen. And but that doesn't change where we are right now because we're in the not yet. We're kind mm-hmm. of living through this not yet, but we already know what's gonna happen. You know, it's it, it's it's like being in a war that you know you're gonna win, but you still have to fight that battle that's in front of you. Yeah. And so um that that when when I saw him talking about the yet bridge and all this kind of that's what that's what mm-hmm. kind of ricocheted in my mind is this idea of yeah. already not yet tension in scripture, and yeah. and that leads us into these these requests and and living in that already not re- not yet paradox, yeah, leads us to David's requests because at yeah. the end of Psalm twenty two, David uh, really kind of starting in the middle but really closer to the end, David starts just just hammering down on on a lot of this stuff where where he's yeah. asking for for what you talked about a laundry list of things. So mm-hmm. let's let's dive in let's start here at verse verse 19 through 21. Let's go there and and uh, I think it's 19. Is it 19 that starts be not No, all right. So here's 19. I'm going to read 19 right here. But you oh do not be far off. Oh you my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. So David kind of lays out this this request right here where he's like, I know you're going to deliver me. I want you to deliver me, Mm -hmm. and I'm asking you bold. I'm asking, I'm coming before you, and I'm saying, please deliver me. This This is my predicament. This is the place I find myself. Please deliver me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's calling on God yeah. to act. He, he's 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 reflected on the character of God. He's in the desperation of his mm-hmm. pain, plus his um, plus knowing what the character of God is, has pushed David to yeah. be bold. And you know, he's he's but he's done it in a process. In the, uh, I'm sorry, he's processed it. From you know, from yeah. the beginning, he has come to God. He has. Um, why can I not remember <laughs> what these things are? Why am I dumb? He's turned um, to God. He's, he's come complained. To God, he's turned to God. He's complained, and then he has boldly, you know, made his request known to God. Um, and and I think this is a good point to maybe sit here mm-hmm. for a second. Um, lament is a very like is an intentionally painful yeah. process um and and i think this is a point mark makes in the book he says that we are never more aware of our frailty than when hardship yeah. comes our way and, and and i think that's i mean believer or not i think that's a that's a truth that we can all yeah. agree on i think we can say like until until it hits the fan like I, I feel like I've mm-hmm. got it all together, and I don't think that's a unique thought. I don't think that's a unique um, 
I don't think that's something unique to, to just believers or unbelievers or whatever. Um, but even more so when hardship comes your way, like you realize the your desperate need mm-hmm. for God, your desperate need for Jesus, your desperate need for his peace, for his guidance. Um, but that should also push you to be yeah. bold and to ask God yeah. to act. Um not selfishly, not for your own uh, ambitions or for your own merit or whatever, um, but to boldly act in accordance to his will. And, I mean, ultimately that's what's going to yeah. happen anyway. I mean, I mean, you can lament and ask God to move, um, and if he's going to move, mm-hmm. he will. Um and if he's in, if that's a situation he's chosen not to move in, then he's not yeah. going to. And I mean, part of the journey of lament, I feel like, is going to be coming to terms with the situations that God has chosen yeah. not to move in, which we may get to. I don't know. I haven't got that far. <laughs> we yet. will. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, that's 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 absolutely right. And you know, uh, I think about um, I don't. I don't know if I've if I've just made this up in my mind or not, but I think about you know, people talk about pain revealing character more more than yeah. anything else, and because mm-hmm. you find out what you're made of, you know, and and you get to the core of what drives you, and and if you get into pain and you're searching for answers at every place other than the foot of the cross. Then, then it's it's a it's a gut check for you as a Christian. And I think it's a gut check for all of us. If we don't find ourselves at the foot of the cross, you know, I, I think about Martin Luther and when he's having this like near death experience. It, it, it's a it's a kind of anecdotal story, but he's like he's falling down on the side of the road and he's like, God, if you'll just spare me in this storm, he thinks he's going to die. He's in this point where he thinks he's going to die. He's like, I'll go be a missionary to Africa. Or I'll go do all of these things and. And so many times we pray these things, and we don't think God's going to hold mm-hmm. us up to them, uh, you know. Yeah. Because because all we're really interested in is getting out of the situation that we're in. We're not really yeah. interested in serving God. We're we're really interested in just getting out of the situation that we're in. Now, obviously, in Martin Luther's story, it was a different it was a different case. He, you know, yeah. that's how we got the Protestant Reformation. But. Um, yeah, we, we typically try to cut yeah. deals with God to get out of the, the certain circumstance, and then when God shows up or, or you know works in that situation, we're like, oh, thanks, God, and yeah. then we go on about yeah. our merry way. And so so it, it reveals our character. It reveals who we are as depraved, mm-hmm. totally depraved people. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. If, we, if uh, God held up his end of the bargain as often as we did, we would be yeah. in a really bad way. <laughs> Just That's saying. True. That's true. So glad that that's so we're going to so. boldly ask, but what do we ask for? What? How do we come to God, and how do we ask for these things? So um, Mark points out like nine different, I guess, phrases that are found in the uh, Psalms of Lament, all throughout mm-hmm. the Psalms of Lament, um, and they're found like over and over again. These nine different things. Um, and and th- these are really kind of the model uh, of you know when you're coming to, when you're boldly asking God uh, of what mm-hmm. to ask, um, and these are just 
I mean, we could hit these real quick. There's not really a lot to dive into. I think they're self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, but so, so the first one is arise, O Lord. Um, I mean, it's pretty clearly it just as it, I mean, it's just God fix what is wrong yeah. with the world. And, and it's not like a call to like, God, wake up. What are you doing? Are you not yeah. aware of what's going on? But it's, it's more of a, a bold call to God to fix what yeah. is broken and, Ultimately, God will fix what is broken, and it comes back to the whole point about God. God heal this person is because you boldly ask God to yeah. fix the broken world. Doesn't mean it's going to happen today or tomorrow or next week or in yeah. your lifetime. Um, ultimately, God will fix all that's, that's right. broken. But, that's right. Um, the next right, one the next is one? Uh, grant us help. Um, you know, I think Paul does this excellently, where he says, "You know, Christ is made perfect in my weaknesses." Um, Mm-hmm. Help us where we are not sufficient is kind of the the plea of this mm-hmm. this cry right here. Help us, give us. Yeah. You be our sustenance. You be the one who sustains us. And in our weaknesses, you are made strong. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. so yeah. Grant mm-hmm. us help. What's next? Uh, remember your covenant. God has made a covenant with His people. He's made a covenant with believers. Um, and we can boldly ask God to be true yeah. to His promises. Now. He will be true to his promises. He is always true to his promises. Um, but, I mean, lamenting is more often about our interaction with God than his interaction yeah. with us. Um, and so I feel, you know, the the reminder that, you know, we cry boldly out to God to be true to his promises is more of a reminder yeah. to us that God is yeah. always true. And if God has made a promise, he will, he will not, not break, break it. it. That's right. So yep. the next one is let justice be done. Oh man, this one is loaded. Um, God act a little <laughs> bit for yeah. the sake of <laughs> justice. Now, this is act for the sake of God's justice, not my personal political ambitions. Um, mm-hmm. Act for the yeah. sake of justice. What is the you know one of the things that that we always talk about in our company is what's the right thing? Do the right thing. Um, if it hurts. Yeah. You do the right thing. If it if it if it's gonna sting, you still do the right thing. You do what uh, what the Bible teaches us to do, and and asking God to work in His justice is exactly that. And mm-hmm. and we may yep. not like the outcome of that statement, but we still can boldly ask for God to work uh, justly. Yep. So mm-hmm. what's next? All right. So the next one is uh, God. Don't remember mm-hmm. our sins. That's right. Um, and gosh, if God would forget all of our sins, that would be fantastic. Um, no, but I mean, this is simply God. Don't treat us as our sins deserve. It, it's it's simply a plea for God to to pour out His mercy. Um, his His mercies are new every day for us. And um, I mean, I thank God just about every time I pray for yeah. for His mercy. And I know this is just you know we're talking about lament specifically here, but these are good things to pray. Yeah. In general, not just when, not just in seasons of lament or when you're um, lamenting to God, but um, in yeah. every conversation you have with God. So, um, what's so next? What's, we what we, we don't next? want God to remember our sins, and we want God to restore us, bring restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this this should be again. This should be one of those prayers that that happens almost every day in the life of a believer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Restoration is the process of sanctification. It's it's a gradual process yeah. that says I'm becoming more and more like God, not not a God, but I'm becoming more and more conformed to the image that God has made me into. And so, 
we just you know we we cry for restoration and eventually that restoration will be complete in our glorification and so it's it yep. should be a daily cry for us as believers to restore us yep absolutely so what's next um I mean, there's so many of these we should have split <laughs> these up more um no um all right so the next one is um don't be silent god listen to me um you know this ties back to the first part where we talked about um crying out to god and, and turning to god in prayer um you know we can turn to god we can uh, complain mm-hmm. to god we can you know ask boldly about all these things but if we don't believe god's going to hear us then we're not yeah. processing <laughs> through lamenting properly so um and, and this is again this is more about our relationship and our interaction with god than his interaction yeah. with us if we cry out to god he will hear us um but you know there's nothing wrong with boldly proclaiming that or boldly asking god to um to hear your request and to uh and to work in whatever situation that you're limited right. about so next, next god says teach me teach me what a profound statement from people who are struggling um mm-hmm. how many times do we just see pain as something to make it through instead of something that God is using to mold us and to shape us and to teach us about who he is and what he's yeah. doing. Um, yeah. I, man, I'm, I'm terribly guilty of this. And when you see things like this, it's, it's usually involved in like trying to rush through something that's painful. You want to push on through it. You want to get to the next thing and, and be done with this Yeah. because mm. otherwise you're just, you're just wallowing in this. But don't see it as wallowing in it. See it as, man, this is a struggle. What can I see in this? What can I learn about myself in this? What can I learn about the character of God through this struggle? What can I take from it to move forward? What can I apply to my life yeah. that maybe I can teach others down the road? You yeah. know, you think about people who are incredibly wise and, and seem to always have like the right thing to say. Those people are people who have more than likely been through a lot in their life and and they've learned a lot and when they speak you know i'm going to listen to that person because that person knows what the struggle is like you know and so don't be afraid to learn something don't be afraid to ask god to teach you something in a time of trouble or in a time of lament yeah the final one the last one yeah the final one the last of the nine um, is to vindicate me. God, defend me. Um, I looked up vindicate just to get another definition. Um, and vindication is the feeling that someone's opinion or belief was justified. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is basically crying out to God and saying, God, you know, confirm my pain, confirm that um, what I'm going through, like the pain that I feel is legitimate, yeah. is real. Um and help, and again, help me through it. Uh, I trust. I trust that you're again. And I, I mean, these can all kind of like tie in yeah. together. But you know, teach me something about myself so that the next time I'm faced with a situation, I'm better prepared, or I'm better, um, yeah. better equipped to 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 move through it. Again, not faster, not necessarily faster, but to move. I have a better mm-hmm. idea of what to expect. Yeah. And. All of these things that we have just talked about, uh, these these nine things that you can see repeatedly through 
through the Psalms. If you've ever read the Psalms, then you'll you will have recognized a lot of these these terms and these little kind mm-hmm. of phrases that we just used. Um, they are they are a not a litmus test, but they are a guide. They're a, an instruction booklet, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. we we can go and and the Book of Hebrews tells us that we can confidently go. You know, let us go with confidence is what Hebrews four sixteen tells us, and we can draw mm-hmm. near to the throne of grace. That throne of grace is where our high priest sits, and that high priest is Jesus. Yep. You know, uh, the yep. Scripture calls him the Man of Sorrows, um, and so yep. we can take that that confident, bold request to the feet of Jesus, and we can leave it there, and we can say, I'm trusting you with this. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that you're going to work this for my good and for your glory. And so yep. so we can, we can confidently go to that. Now, that's something that Christians have. When, when we do things like that around non-believers, around unbelievers— they're going to notice that something is different, and that gives us an opportunity yeah. to bring the gospel to those people. And so recognize mm-hmm. that, you know, Lament, we've talked about silver linings. We've talked about this kind of thing. This is where this is where the gospel is able to penetrate people's hearts because it's a gospel yeah. that brings hope in the midst of darkness. It's a, it's a gospel that brings mm-hmm. light into every corner and every corridor of our lives, and it says, I am here to clean you from the inside out. That's why 2 Corinthians 5:17 says we are new creations. You know, it's it's not it's 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 not like we just swept the house. No, we've completely gutted the house. We've put in new studs, we've put in new insulation. The whole house is like a brand new house. We It's like we knocked it yeah. we knocked it down and just <laughs> built something else yeah. there. We knocked yeah. it down and built something else is is what what happens when when the Holy Spirit comes in and changes us. We are like new creations. And so that mm-hmm. is why we have this confidence. That's why we have this boldness that we can bring when we ask God for requests. Because we know that Romans 8, the, uh, Romans 8 tells us throughout all of, really Romans 8, but kind of finishing up in, in 39, know that in all these things you are more than conquerors through Christ. You know, that, yeah. is, that is the confidence that we have, is that God is going to work for our good. So what 8.28, or a little bit, a few verses earlier, tells us. And so... Jesus yeah. lived this life. Jesus has the life of lament. We are to mimic Jesus. You know, we're. Uh, I, I've heard people say that that Christians, it, the word means you should be little Christs. I've never seen that in any of the word studies that I that I've done, but I like it. You know, I, I don't. I, I think it's kind of catchy or, or cliche or whatever. But you know, yes, we're supposed to be like little Christ, but even more so. We're supposed to be imitators of Christ. You know, Paul says, imitate mm-hmm. me as I imitate Christ. And so yeah. we're supposed to be imitators of Christ. And if Jesus can live a life of lament and he can see the injustice in the world and he can grieve over it, but he can still affect change in it and he can be a light in that darkness, guess what? We can do the same thing. We can be yeah. that same light that Jesus was because we have yeah. the Holy Spirit. We, we too. can. Yeah, we we can ask boldly because Jesus understands mm-hmm. deeply. I think is 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 all of that yes, simply. Put. That's exactly what it is. So, so well, I think that's a good place to pause it. And that's a uh, that's that's a good discussion <laughs> right there. That'll get you fired up. Get you ready to go for next week. So next week, 
We're going to come back. Let's see. I, I, I wish it was tact, but it's T-C-A-T. So next week, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about choosing to trust. Choosing to trust. All of this that we have talked about has led us to this point where we're going to choose to trust, and that is really where lament kind of finds its resting place. So, yeah, we man, we want you to stick around. We want you to hang out as we uh, as we get into it next week. But uh, in the meantime, yeah. and, ne- and next, no, oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on, next week is episode number oh, one hundred. Right. We have a couple of ideas for something real special we're going to do next week, and that's as much as we're going to. It's going to be right fun, now. mainly because we don't have yes, it nailed mainly down. Mainly because yeah. we haven't decided totally. And so we yeah. can't give you details. But we, <laughs> but we have. Well, we also wouldn't give you details anyway because that's not who we are. But um, we have a couple of ideas or something fun we may do next week um, for the 100th episode of the Beers of Bible Boo-boo. Podcast. We're going to start off with fireworks. I have fireworks <laughs> actually. I think somewhere, somewhere, I got them somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be fun. Anyway, anyway, Michael, it. if they want to find us on. The Facebook when it's not crashed. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, if it's working and you want to find us, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore. You can find us on Twitter, which actually never went down yesterday. Twitter works all day. And, and um, there are some Twitter. Twitter feeds that are absolutely hilarious. Of all the different oh, social sure media are. feeds chiming in about Facebook and Instagram being down. So if you're bored, awesome. search that. Anyway. Anyway, so Twitter is at, our Twitter is at Beers and Bible That's right. P1. You can find us on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcasts and looking for our logo. You can email us at Beers and Bible Podcasts at gmail.com. And you can also uh, go visit our website, Beers and Bible Podcast.com, pick up some BB merch and. Um, Show your support for the podcast that way. I will say this. So I had a, uh, I probably should have said this earlier, but I got a text message this week from from one of our listeners telling me a, a story of lament that they really went through this week and and uh, said that they, it was because our first episode came really kind of diving in, came out last week. But uh, they said, you know, they had they had really gone into, somebody had done some things and they were struggling and, and then... Mm-hmm. Just they just laid it out for God. God, this is exactly how I'm feeling. I'm I'm struggling with this. This is hard. I need you to do something. They did everything that we've talked about. They asked boldly, uh, and they they chose to trust in God. And then, not a couple hours later, they got a call, and and they're off to to help help somebody. And 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 through this story, God just really refreshed them, refreshed their soul, and and it was a great. They texted me the whole story, and it was really cool to to read but hmm. yeah uh, we want to hear your stories hear your stories of lament uh, yeah. you know hit us up on any of those social media uh, addresses or emails or whatever send us messages if you have our if you have our personal phone yeah, numbers text, text us. us or call us we'd love to so hear from you guys let us know these stories because you know lament is hard and and we realize that lament is hard which is why we kind of wanted to talk about it um, because we wanted to yeah. bring it to to the forefront to say, hey, this is something that everybody's going to do. Everybody's going to have to go through this at some point in time. And so let's talk about it. Let's talk about how we do this biblically. Yeah. And don't and don't hear us talking about it like <laughs> yeah. we have it all together. Like, I don't know if I've ever actually done, like, a legitimate lament yeah. over something before. But we're going to try know? now. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I I should. So, I need to. So there you go. Um, well, until next week, I want your Bible to stay open and your beer to stay cold, and we will see you later. Peace out.